Hello and welcome to All the Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. Hello. And together we are three cricket fans who just love talking about Essex. And this is the final episode of this season's podcast. Really good to see you guys, but I'm 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 kind of uh, feeling a bit sad because I don't really want it to end. How are you both feeling? I'm okay. I mean, it always seems to go as fast as it comes, if that makes sense. Like the season just sort of whizz by and after about six episodes, we say goodbye to each other for a little bit. Um, but, you know, on the whole, not too glum about it. This yeah. time last season, we were raising a glass and uh, and toasting success, weren't we? Aaron Beard joined us for a bit. Aaron, he did. Yeah. I see no bubbles. I see no Aaron Beard. Division 2 doesn't deserve bubbles. It's always worth a shot. Always worth a try. Never mind. Never mind. I was kind of hoping that we would be finished this in October, you know, with another Bob Willis trophy win. Well, we can't win them all. No. So, you know, I think that the the positive is that we are still ending with some success. So that's pleasing. I think we we forget that actually. I think a semi-final finish in the one-day cup is not pretty that's pretty decent, you know. Yeah, top four finish. For a club that I don't think is, you know is renowned for its one-day prowess in the 50-over competition in the last at least last decade, so I think it's pretty decent. So we'll probably, I know we're hunting Red Bull, but I thought that is thank, but that's the end of season. No, it's worth acknowledging. That, it's yeah. worth acknowledging. Yeah, I think that's definitely one of the the standout moments of the season. Like 2020 was dire. <laughs> no, no other word for it. Like it was very disappointing. One book, well, like one day was a really nice shining spotlight in the season. Good factors came out of it. You know the emergence of Rimmel and yeah. some other players. Like on the whole, this has actually been a very well-rounded season. It's just a d- disappointment that we ended up in Division Two, where it was a waste of our time. I think that's a fair summary. And what was it you said on the chat? You, you made a really funny comment about the way it ended, Cheese. I forget what it was what you said. I think I said it was really limp. That was the word. That's the word I'm after. Limp. Okay. Yeah, I well, think it shows the difference. Like, we're not a Division Two team, are we? And like last five years has shown that we, you know, is that not, not not knocking the system? You know, with the rules were in place from the start, we we had a massive blip that didn't help us at the wrong time. You know, and then we end up in Division Two. But just show that we are we are far and the best team. You know, one of the best teams in the country still. But we were just we were just oh, we we're talking a bit, weren't we? But just turning teams over like they're nothing. Um, so I, I still with me. It just proved that Essex, is, the Essex we love and are used to, is still there. And now it's quite positive end to season, even though a lot of people moaning that it was uncompetitive and stuff. But if you just look at it from a myopic, selfish Essex point of view, that you know the fact that you know Cook, Porter, Harmer were back on fire was amazing. Yeah, I think, I think there, there are some 
some real standout performances um, and, and lots to lots to, to celebrate. So have any of you, um, I haven't got to it yet. Um, I'm kind of saving it because I think I'm, I'll, I'll cry. Um, the, did you watch the reflection, Owen? You did, didn't you? From Tendo. No, I've got to admit, I've not seen it. I've been really busy with work. I've not seen it yet. Oh. I haven't had 10 minutes to sit down and watch it, whatever, how long it is. It's not 10 minutes, it's 30 minutes long. Definitely having that time back. So, um... <laughs> I can't find five minutes to go to the toilet between lessons. <laughs> so. I feel really bad. I mean, it's definitely one of my things to watch. Uh, but yeah. I just, the amount... I'm, say I'm saving it for the weekend where I can legitimately cry. Yeah. I think we've had... We'll get back to it in a bit, won't we? Essie's had a lot of press recently. Some wanted, some unwanted. And because uh, of this podcast, I've made a massive effort to make sure I'm on top of that stuff. And then it, yeah. when it comes to things, I always thought I can do tomorrow, I can do tomorrow. And then suddenly the podcast is on it. Like, oh, I haven't watched it. It's where we're, we're live in 10 minutes. So it's, um, yeah, so sorry, sorry about that. I'm not I'm really bad. Sorry, I have to add it, yeah. yeah. I wanted to pop down. My plan was to pop down to the county ground to go and actually watch it live, but I mean, they're live going uh, I, I think I think it's a good thing that I didn't go down because uh, I think I'd have been a blubbering mess. Well, you mix, mix your gender up as we're talking about now because you've met him, Terry, haven't you? She's and I have never met him, so you've actually yeah. like, what's, what's he like? Uh, perfectly charming and down to earth. Actually, um, you know, he. I know this is going to sound like a weird thing to say, but he's just normal, like a normal nice bloke who will just stand and chat to you and. You know, I, I I went a bit googly eyed because you know I would, um, but but actually in terms of what we, we we just talked about everyday things, he's not, you know, forcing a conversation to to talk about himself or to talk about Essex. He just, you know, wanted to know a bit about me and was chatty and, and friendly and accommodating. Um, yeah, sorry, one of all I've met quite a lot of sports um, personalities um, of all the ones I've met. He's the nicest. Yeah. That's cool. And he's quite encouraging me because he remembered who you were, didn't he? You remember the conversation? Yeah. I mean, you told me this. You had a conversation yep. about women's cricket. Yep. And then that he was, came was, up to you at a T20 match and went, how's the bowling going or something? Yeah, because he came, they, you know, when they when they exit and go up the, um, up the steps to the changing room, he stopped and he went, oh, hello. Um, and that, that, I mean, that caught me off guard anyway. Um, but but um, but yeah, he said. Um, so how how is it going then? Um, and uh, it took me a couple of seconds to work out that actually it wasn't just being nice um, and asking me a generic question. He was referring specifically to the previous conversation. So that was yeah. You know, he's so he he he's a person that takes time to remember who he's spoken to. I get that impression anyway. Either either that or he does a very good job of pretending. Very much such a captain, isn't it? If he remembers those sort of details. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I get the, the feeling that, that part of that captaincy is about the other team members feeling invested in. That, you know, he genuinely cares about them as individuals, not just as the collective team, but invested personally. Yeah. Just for the listeners, because we don't publish the Zoom video because no one will see that. Um, it, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't want to see the video. You do look, you do look upset, so... I am. I'm actually a little teary. End of year, isn't it? Nineteen seasons. Right? It is. It is. Yeah. I like. I, I think. Also, for for me, because he's always been like, because I my, my late 
induction, if you like, into Essex. He's been a constant. So from day one, I was like, oh, love this guy. And now he's going. That for me is, is quite, it's, a bit, it's quite a wrench. Any thoughts, Cheese, while Terry collects herself? I think he's, um, he's a modern icon for Essex. Oh, I'm writing he, that down. He, he will be looked at probably in higher regard than Cook in 20, 30 years' time for what he means to Essex. Now, I don't mean that he's as good a player, but Cook is revered for all his England records, right? You know, fastest 10,000 runs, mainstay of opening the batting, Ashes. And with that comes time away from Essex. And Tendo was the man that filled that void and, you know, captained the side and took us to those early titles and, and everything else and he was the linchpin of the success that we've now found and really the team at its core is built around Tendo and Cook and everyone else has come to the four or and sort of hit the purple patch and we've got a nice golden generation of talent come through and it's all coincided quite nicely so I think in 20 to 30 years time when it's not as fresh as it is now everyone will be saying oh he's one of the the top five players to to play for Essex or something along that line. So it'll be like Gooch, Irani, and then it'll be Tendo and and Cook. I think that's brilliant. Really, that, that, that's actually, I think it's a bit like, you know, like Hussein and, and Irani around the same time. Hussein is seen as an England legend who played for Essex and Irani's the, you know, the guy who brought us a, a bit of silverware back in the early noughties. I think, yeah, probably, I think you're right, that people will look, fans will look back on yeah, Tendo being the Essex legend and then Ben Ryan Cook being the person better England. Because I think if you'd ask children now about the back in the Irani Hussainia, they probably wouldn't recall much of Hussain's exploits for Essex, even though he you know, hit some amazing centuries and stuff for us. Yeah. yeah but even when I, was, when I was at school, um, you know, all my school friends talked about Nasser Hussain as, you know, England cricketer. Like none, none of them were into um, county cricket at all. Um, so, you know, Ronnie Irani's name wouldn't have even featured. Yeah. Yeah, true. I think if, if, if Tendo was a footballer, he would be on Radio 4 programmes about leadership and mentality and what was it like to be a, uh, you know, a captain and stuff, wouldn't he? Like, like you know, like um, Troy, Troy Deeney is all, on all those programmes about, you know, captaining Watford and stuff. And, and I, I think if he was a footballer, he would be, for the way he's... His mentality, he's not the best cricketer. He's very, very good cricketer. His, his record, you know, playing in the IPL five seasons, your century in the World Cup against England, uh, you know, one of the, he's not the best one of the best one day averages in the Netherlands in, in the world ever. Yeah. But, yeah. but all those, all that stuff, but he, he was never like a household name. But the fact he's, his men, it's his mentality is brought to Essex. And I think that's, I think Foster started it with Essex, you know, bringing that sort of, but he was one that really, him and Silverwood really brought that winning mentality to Essex. So I just think if he if he was a yeah, I think if a different sport, he would be all over national media talking about you know his methods and stuff. What for? But alas, he's not. 
I think I think it will be. I think give it a year or two, or even maybe less than that. Punditry will be his start. I can see him um, co-commentated or doing stuff on like the Big Bash or something like that. I don't think he's going to break into the the England game commentary side of things because well, when he's Dutch and that's that like <laughs> the Sky is very like the Sky and Channel Four TMS broadcast units are very clicky like they've got who they've got and they will always have those unless something major comes up like it's always the same places they very rarely introduce new people but they're keeping the seat for days aren't they yeah um but tendo can definitely come in articulate some very valid points and i think he'd be great at it i actually think he is gonna be one of essex coaches down the line in probably about 10 years I can see it happening well Andre Nell has already left you know, he's gone left very quietly but he's Andre Nell's um, left isn't he back in South Africa so that's that's a, it's a vacancy already because there must be a reason he's retired now I don't believe he's he's fit and able unless he unless I, mean, I know he said about how uh, he wants. He feels he's stopping the next generation coming through, which um, a lot of players like um, uh, oh, the Triscothics said it's very similar when he when he retired and stuff like that. And I've heard a lot, lots of people, sport, people in team sports say that they feel like you know, they're getting in the way a bit by blocking a place for a younger player coming through, and they've only got one or two years left. But I do think that there must be. He's physically. You look at him and look at how he plays. He is physically fit enough. I would be so shocked if he's if he's saying his body can't do it anymore. Um, I think he's got another one two years left on him easily because he keep, or he looks like he keeps himself really healthy and and match fit. I think th- he might be might be cricket like coaching or as she's saying you know commentary of one of the T Twenty leagues um, or something outside of cricket altogether. You know being offered an opportunity that he can't you know now is the time he can't turn it down. So I guess with with, with two very young children he probably is looking towards a more Sustainable income than one more year as a county championship player. Oh, sorry, a county cricketer. Yeah, possibly more. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, where he goes from here. Probably good well, work for cricketers, isn't it? A lot of Essex players go work in finance and city to get landed like both fund management jobs, don't they? Oh, is that what they do? Yeah, if you look like there are articles about where are they now, there's a few that go off into like coaching and stuff like corporate chart and whatever, but loads of them are just going and work in the city. Oh. Well, so all like most of them, are, oh, not, not, I'm not sure what tennis schooling is, but most of them go to Felsted because you know they got contacts. Yes, I, I should say that I should take it back because most of the current team didn't. I take it back completely, but in the past, in yeah, absolutely. Um, so most of your area, Terry. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, I think it's um, safe to say that whatever his next steps are, um, all the overs wish him the very best um, in success and happiness. And write autobiography. We want to know how. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know how what happens. Not like like some Gucci, 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 my mind. Any gossip that way. It's been really interesting to know. Because when you're when you're there, when you're trying to win the championship, you're not going to go on media and start saying, "Oh, this is our this is our mentality, this is our tactics, how we do it." Because you don't want other teams copying you, do you? Five years time, and everything's the cricket's moved on. 
hopefully Tender comes out, publishes, going, this is how I did it. I mean, really interesting. That would be fascinating. I hope he finds, I hope he finds a time and effort to do it. Well, I, would, I certainly would be um, queuing up at Waterstones to buy that. So, well, Tendo, good luck, modern icon, as quoted by Cheese, or as coined by Cheese, I should say. Terrible use of grammar there. Um, so let's so let let's go let's go back and let's just. Are there any other highlights or areas you want to highlight? You know, just just shine a light on. Um, I don't think we can ignore the fact that we won by innings and 44 runs in the last game. Record time as well, isn't it? The fastest ever, shortest ever four-day match. There's we made big... history. Yeah. Any thoughts, Cheese? Um, I saw a lot of comments saying, oh, this pitch is woeful. Um can't believe yeah. um this is happening and to be honest i was just thinking none no one wants to be here right we've won the league like going into the game we needed four points to win the league um and we were gonna get that over the course of the game from from batting points or bowling points whatever um and given the start it was basically done um it was probably done by about half one on the first day that we'd mathematically won the league and no one could like stop us so i think just no one cared because the best the batting <laughs> in the last game from both sides was atrocious like <laughs> everyone was just hitting out to get out we did what we needed with the bat and hit 170 but the fact that 25 wickets fell on that first day is just ridiculous. Um, and I, I don't think it was the pitch because it's not the first time it, it, it's happened. You know, we did Gloucester before in an innings. Um, we made Surrey, not Surrey. It, no, it was Surrey. I was going to say Sussex. No, we it was made, Surrey. We made Surrey follow on. And we we should have if if it weren't for the rain we would have won that game in the innings. Um, yes, like it was such a waste of time playing in this division because there was no challenge. And I'm not saying that if we'd have been in Division One we'd have won the league because the teams are stronger, but we'd have definitely had a good chance. Like I actually thought Harmer had a very bang average quiet season and that we've not spoken about him that much coming into this and then I looked up and he's, he still nearly took 50 odd tick wickets this season and I'm thinking why am I disappointed in that kind of performance he's so much better aren't they not better more sorry yeah more so, but also if you look at the last couple of games though um, especially the last game you've got Porter and um, Cook just cleaning up the wicket there's not much left for him to take after that, if you've no, you got the top top two bowlers taking seven wickets between them, you haven't got much left. And Slater have done pitched and didn't he? Got got a few for himself. So he's pretty much Slater. I have to say, I know we had a go at a bit in the season. Like, what's he doing here, making numbers and stuff? And at the time, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Just take that back. We weren't wrong at the time. 
yeah, I, I thought giving the stats the last couple of years, there was no denying it. But as she said a few months ago, that looks like going back to Zimbabwe, then the world would be good. He's come back a different player. Um, and just like it's been this season, it's, it's I say his career, isn't it? He's now in the first 11 on merit. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we take, well, I'm not taking it back. I'm just adjusting my position. Strong views, loosely held. Yeah, it's great. It's, I mean, it's wonderful to see someone. You know, it's obviously, it's obviously with the working. And it's great to see it come to, come out, you know. You don't, you don't become that sort of bowler take suddenly take bucket loads of champ, county championship wickets, you know, but not putting the effort in. No, he's obviously put the legwork behind it, hasn't he? But fingers crossed you go back to the proper divisions next year with Division 1 and hopefully he can, when he's playing constantly good teams, he can still keep it up. Yeah, I think, I think next season will be very interesting in terms of uh, who our shining stars are. They meet next week, don't they? To discuss the plan for mm-hmm. next season. Whether yeah. we, we do one more of this conference format and then move back to the two two tiers, or if we just go straight into it, two leagues, relegations, promotions, and what we normally know. Was what actually I prefer this form, and I know it's very this very controversial. I prefer this format to the one they proposed that we were meant to be having, where you had the top division with a load of teams in it, and we don't all play each other. That was a worse option for me. Why is that controversial? No, I'm saying because everyone's talking about how they don't how they hate this conference system and it's and I, I, I don't like it. It's, it seems it we said at the beginning the, the, the season, didn't we? That you've got you've got the, the teams going to division one to hit, go for the title, and then teams in division two and three are playing for no, next to nothing. And and it was summarized, wasn't it, by Dan Lawrence saying he stood next to the um division two winners and he didn't feel, he didn't feel comfortable with that. You know, it didn't mean obviously it didn't mean much to him. Um but the system we're meant to have had, the only people forgetting is they're meant to have an inflated division one where you didn't play every single person home and away. So you had the, you had the chance of playing the weaker teams twice and then not play the top team only once, um, yeah. which gives you a better chance of winning it. And that, that, that seemed like a really farcical system, worse than this system. Um, at, least this one's, at, least, at least this one's fair. Yeah. So I hope that's not on the cards, but... Because I, I think three divisions, you just, everyone home and away. If they're saying about tightening, if they're struggling with this 100 thing now, it's, it's staying at least for next year, isn't it? Struggling with the, getting everything in and having the Wobblish trophy in October seems ridiculous. Uh, three divisions, in my opinion. And not the meeting. Why not? And you can bring in, and in the third division, you could bring like a national county, couldn't you? Like maybe like a Cambridge or a, I don't know who won it this year, Suffolk or something, but give them a chance. Well, hopefully, hopefully that those around the table that um, have the power to make these decisions are listening to all the Overs Essex podcast and uh, listening to your views there, Owen. But we wait and see. Um, so talking about things that we have to wait and see for. Um, I think that, that links quite nicely into um, leadership of the club overall. 
So the current chair is stepping down. Are we going to talk about this? Yeah, of course, I think it's important. It's been the news yeah. a lot. Well, cricketer broke it, didn't it? Yeah, cricketer broke it. Do you want? Do you want to just lead on that, Owen? Because uh, from what we've read in the press, obviously not our opinions, um, is that uh, yeah, we're getting obviously getting a new chairman. That's not that's, that's old news. We knew that was coming. Yeah, um, yeah. With John Stevenson coming in to fill the CEO role, which is brilliant. Um, yes, apparently that obviously Irani was the calling was it Crick Buzz? They broke that article. Yeah. Um, apparently, Irani was thrown off the. Uh, advisory committee because he was too involved in the dressing room, making too many disparaging comments about their attitude and behaviour. Uh, one of them was literally having too much of a drinking culture, which has come up again actually in the news recently. Um, and then apparently Iran is going to run for chairman, and then some of the senior players, including Alistair Cook, don't want to play for Essex if he's the chairman. And then Iran is being quoted again, I'm not sure if it was a new interview or it's their regurgitating the old ones, uh, saying how like the drinking culture was exclusion exclusionary. Um, uh, for some of the you know players that don't drink stuff, and then they brought another that, that, that picture of um, Kushi having a pint poured over him last season was brought up. So, but after that, this seemed to be a bit of an accident, a really horrible accident. But. I think that seemed to just be more thoughtlessness than anything else. But but that would be. I, I wonder sort of where the fans would stand on that because it's a membership vote correct i believe so yeah so yeah, whilst you got to do so yeah i know who um who would they support i don't know because you've got two other cricketing legends it's been claimed that Derek Bowden is standing against him, but I've, that, that, I don't know if that's true or not. They just say his name is mentioned in the press. Right, okay. Obviously, uh, the, I think it's worth appreciating that we have nothing to do with the club. But, you know, we, we are just saying what the, the rest of the fans... Yeah, we're, we're just reporting on what we've read. That's literally it. We, we, we don't have the inside track on anything here. We are not in the nose by any means. No, definitely not. Um, one thing I will say on all this, if it is, I don't know how, any truth, how much truth is in it, or is that cricket is trying to, uh, you know, someone off, an off comment has mentioned, they made a whole story out of it, which does happen occasionally, try and, you know, get clicks, um, is that since he left the advisory committee, we have got a lot better in the Red Bull cricket. A lot better. Because mm. things were, you know, we had that awful run, didn't we? Where... We lost games we shouldn't have shouldn't have lost. End up in Division Two, but then since since the advisory board has not had him on it, it's been back to the old Essex, isn't it? So it, it could be coincidence, but it just seems a bit for me. It seems if it is, it, there's a bit seems an element of truth. In it. Well, they do say, don't they, that all rumours and stories like like that, you know, have always got a grain of truth somewhere. Also, he's quite. Ronnie's. I follow him on Twitter and stuff. He's quite big on social media. I just think he would have, because he tweets and posts a lot. He probably would have said something if it wasn't true. He is the kind of person to defend his um, position, isn't he? Well, you yeah, know, wouldn't they? It, it, well, it's yeah. very natural that you want to defend yourself if, if someone's pretty lies about you. I don't know. 
speculation. Well, either way, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to give an opinion here um, on if I, if I had to take sides, I'm not going to say which side I'd be on. Um, but, but I think you'd, you'd have a, quite a split. I think we should run. <laughs> we should. <laughs> to be fair, I looked. I looked, and I was like, uh, I can't see. I can't see uh, um, either of your your names. So no, I mean, I didn't. I didn't nominate either of you, but um, I would. I wouldn't have been shocked. I should imagine how little votes we get. We like, oh, it'd be embarrassing, wouldn't it? Yeah, but you go down in the annals of history for for you know for running. <laughs> like when they were next time cheese well, the ground. Isn't that the guy who does a podcast and got two votes at the AGM? The other two <laughs> members of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the, guy, the guy with no friends. Yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh, I wish you had done now. Oh, it's like when those um I also you know at local elections, you gotta get ten people to nominate you. The local yeah. elections. And then you see people come back with like six votes. Like not even if we nominated you votes with you. Like that's yep. just embarrassing. And so I think it would be the same. I don't, I don't want that scenario, scenario of us where we go down the legends of Essex for being the worst candidate ever. <laughs> this guy, this guy wants to play club cricket for some village team. He wants to be chairman. I feel like though that your cricket knowledge it's important, but it's not that important. Now, business, it? It, yeah, now it's about running a business, and that we've actually both got in spades. True, yeah, yeah. I don't think we forget that. That actually, it's actually to be honest, I, when it, I forget the Irani thing, I think Chief makes a good point, and obviously, a lot of members do listen to this podcast. It would be nice if people voted because on, on not to say on not on cricket there's a cricket advisory board that does the cricketing stuff they've got Keith Fletcher and stuff on that and that's unfortunately it's undemocratic we don't have a, I don't think we have a say on that I might be wrong please get message if I'm wrong I'm interested to find out but I think it's appointed by the attorney in the club we appoint the board but it would it, I know it's lovely having people who are cricketing and we show people who are cricketing people that understand the sport but it is about making sure that you know the revenue is coming in and you know our sales are on there marketing's top notch so without all that stuff, you can't pay the salaries. So yeah, yeah. I think Gina has a good point. Actually, when when it comes to voting, we, we should think about more than just you know who's the best cricketer on the on the page, and who who actually understands the industry, who, who's who who can who can make this, who can take us from a club with no debt. I know we've just about done it. It's brilliant, but, but to one that's you know trading a surplus. I think. Where ambitions are. But, well, that's one of the reasons Surrey's done so well, isn't it? They've just got... Oh, I didn't tell cheese, did I? I had um, a bit of a meeting with my CEO. Like, he's, he's like, one of these things get, gets putting off and putting off and putting off. And then he goes, do you fancy having the meeting of the Oval for the test match? Like, yes, yes, please. That'd be brilliant. Oh, so jealous. Yeah. That's a nice surprise, isn't it? We spent up five minutes on my work and the rest of the day just, um, yeah, it was good. Um, but I hadn't been to the Oval for a while, about two years. It is... You look at that and go, they've developed as well. I know it's a London club, and you can't really compare like for like because we're you know stuck in the outskirts of Chelmsford. But you, you just look at that and go, that 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 development has done has been done really well. But that new back of the new, I don't know if you've been there, but it's like there's like a new. Yeah, well, it's, it's incredible. 
but they've blended it haven't they they've, they've, they've managed to extend it outwards and round and kept it all in keeping with the original style of the building so actually anyone who didn't know that it wasn't there before you, you'd yeah. have no idea because what I'd love to do is I'd love to, you know, the Tom Pierce stand is and that Green King stand, the media thing in the middle, which is field pavilion, I told. My, my dad told me, I'm not going to wrong. Knock all that down because it's, it's just a dual character behind you. It's not going to annoy the neighbours. And then you can build a huge grandstand for the T20 matches and really, really start raking the money in. Because some were oh, saying, oh, the only T20 matches that sell out are um, the Roses matches, like Lancashire, uh, Yorkshire. So, uh, Chelmsford sells out every, virtually every game. It's really hard. It's 30 quid a ticket to sit on a plastic seat. That is not, it's not great, is it? Yeah, and, and so people, people, people turn up and it's, I think they've got a really good formula. They, they, they market it. I know it's fashionable to say who they market towards. They market towards people going for a night out and they start at Chelmsford and then they go into the city afterwards. And I think it, it, it works as a model. It brings in huge amount of revenue. And I think if you could just have a much nicer experience, Rather than sat in a plastic seat in the outfield, yeah, I, I don't know else the clubs got the money in the bank to to invest in that sort of stuff. But I remember you know you walk in like the, and you go like I remember bringing a mate the first time and it was a, he, he came to Rivergate and the first thing you saw was a concrete Tom Pierce stand. It's like yeah, it's not it's not great, is it? No. I know we're all the worst ground by a long way, but it's some really bad camps there. And it's nice that you're all, you know, everyone's on top of the game. That's lovely. I hate to lose that, but yeah, I wouldn't like to have that massive gap between the field of play. Yeah. And where you're sitting now. I don't like that. I like the fact that you're literally right next to it and you can shouldn't, but could can talk to the players. Yeah. Bit of a tangent. I have never harassed them whilst on whilst, whilst in play. I can proudly say that, and that would always be the case. So, okay, well, I guess we'll see we'll see the outcome of the election and, and find out what happens, and hopefully we'll see some really exciting developments going forwards. Fingers crossed. So I had one more item, but uh, I'm not sure if we're going to touch on it or not. Okay, that's fine. We'll leave that one alone. Um, I think we've naturally come to the end. I kind of don't want to let it go. It's nice to see you both. Cheese, thank you for um, Always being, being, a our, being, our stat, being our stats man. Always there with the numbers. It's the best part of some games, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think we need to have a thank you to our our listeners for, for downloading our pod, um, for interacting with us on Twitter. And uh, we will very much look forward to uh, rejoining everyone um, next season. Um, and let's hope for bigger and better things going forwards. So until next season, it's goodbye from me. Bye from me. Bye from me.